welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. And the boys are back. They are. They're also growing with us this week. Hooray. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so which one of you wants to give us a growth update from this last year? I'll, uh, I'll go first. Thank you, Sub. <laughs> uh, so this time uh, last year when we chatted, I was in the search for some land for me to start building upon when it came to the farm. And I hadn't quite settled or found anything yet. Uh, but then in May, later of that year, I did actually find and close on a piece of property, which meant I was then free to do everything I needed to when it came to making conversions and getting everything up and running so I can actually start farming that I uh, in a way that I want to. So I would say that's probably the biggest change when it comes to what's recently been done, at least within the past year. And then with that has been a whole slew of uh, changes and modifications to the land itself. A lot of tree clearing, ground leveling, spreading gravel and rocks, make driveway. So glamorous. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, a lot of physical labor. It is a lot of physical labor. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of time out in the sun. Not with all the bugs. So it's been it's been really fun. We're just redheads. We really thrive in the sun. So I wear long sleeves in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he's only run into one snake so far. So, yep. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Did my stomach drop? It was scary for both of both of us. (laughs) My image of you doing all that hard labor is much different than you in a long sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to disappoint. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> um, can you tell us what you're going to be farming whenever it's up and running? Yes. So uh, hopefully soon I'll be able to move uh, the container that I've been working on, uh, doing conversion on that side of the of the business anyway. Uh, so hopefully soon I'll get that moved over, and then from there I'll have everything I pretty much need. So I'm going to be growing mushrooms and microgreens, and the long-term plan with both of those is to actually turn them into powders. So to dry them out and grind them up into fine powders that then you can add into protein shakes or any kind of like with flour when you're baking. And you'll get all the benefits and nutrients that come with that, the mushrooms and microgreens without having to necessarily eat those mushrooms and microgreens directly. So I think it just adds a lot of versatility to uh, to what you can do. That's so cool. And honestly, I think because I learned obviously when you were here in September got a little sneak peek that it was going to be uh, mushrooms. Now, every time I see something mushroom, I like want to get it for you. Even though it was, it was like, listen, Anna, like our whole house cannot be. <laughs> can't, yeah, but, it can't be mushrooms. What was it that you sent me? Like a mushroom candle? Yes, 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 yes. From yeah. anthropology, it was so cool. And then, But even like last week at school, I have like all these like detailed coloring sheets that I have in the counseling office for kids and I was like flipping through one of the folders and there was a mushroom one that I like don't even remember ever printing out. And I was like immediately, oh, I should color this and mail it to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you would appreciate that. We could put it on our fridge. I will say while we were in Portland, there was a insane amount of mushroom related things for sale yeah. in the shops and, and everything else. I don't, I, I also understand why you're, uh, why you have plenty of mushroom things to work with <laughs> and yeah. think about and get reminded of. Whenever, whenever you're out and about. Yeah, so many nifty gifties for Seb. So if anybody wants a, needs a present idea for Seb, just anything mushroom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Bracey's already approving of that right now. <laughs> Super. Some blanket approval. 
There, there's weirdly not a lot of mushroom powder trinkets around mm-hmm. here. I don't get that though. Yeah. It's a little a hard to sell. It's like <laughs> anything like adaptogens. If you hear that word, usually that has mushrooms in it. Oh, okay. so any blends like that for drinks. It's and then there's bad. also coffees that have coffee and uh, uh, mushrooms Sigmatic, infused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Do y'all like mushrooms? Mm-hmm. I love mushrooms. I have I have learned to uh, to enjoy mushrooms a lot more than I used to. Yeah, Taylor, what about you? What does your update look like? Well, I haven't bought a farm. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's not everybody's growth area. Not even mine. <laughs> Sticking to the theme of uh, physical labor, I guess I've also been picking things up and putting them down. Just not really, not getting as much out of it, probably, but. All joking aside, I think this past year has been a, a tremendous uh, improvement in like physical health for me. So, and a big part of that was kind of this breakthrough of ever since I um, ruptured my ACL and had that surgery, I kind of had self limitations on what I thought I could do, what I, what I was physically capable of, what was uh, responsible to do in terms of, of movement. And had kind of used that as a, a crutch for a while for not maybe doing things. One day, <clears throat> Anna had been going to Orange Theory, uh, Orange Theory, pretty consistently, and had kept talking about it, saying, "I think you'd like it." And of course, my stubborn butt was like, oh, "Yeah, no, probably not. It's not for me." Like just because she said I would like I it. Do it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was a lot of. No, I don't think I'm like physically there yet. I don't think that would be responsible. I don't know what finally clicked or how you how you got me to go. I think it was just maybe they just had like a free class or something. Yeah. Or I just wore you down by like bugging you about it enough. Yes. Uh the that healthy way of interpersonal communications is how we we achieved that. But um it worked and started going to that what was it like kind of twice a week. It just totally shifted my mental you know, block of what I thought you know, I could do. You know, I'm not out there breaking records or anything, <laughs> but like running or, you know, partial squats and things like that, just moving weights around. It was huge. Um, so that ended up being the gateway for all these other kind of avenues for uh, kind of physical health. Weightlifting has been a, a big one that I've gotten into running even for a little bit, which that was another like mental limitation I had despite playing soccer growing up. I always thought of myself as a bad uh, endurance athlete. Um, I'm still not good, <laughs> but uh, use that as a you know reason to not do it, which I think is just kind of boils down to maybe an underlying theme of how I sometimes approach things as, oh, if I'm not going to be good at it, like why would I do it? Why would I spend time on it? Which is, you know, we could unpack that for a while. That's not. <laughs> That's not a great uh, growth mindset. So that's um, awesome that you have been able to overcome all of those limiting beliefs. Yeah, I I, I would say I, you know there's some podcasts along the way that helped kind of <laughs> wow. explore that. I have a funny OTF story actually. So I went to Orange Theory for five years back in 2013, 2013 to 2018, and in the last year-ish a bunch of my friends have started going and i'm like i feel like i set this trend but back when 
Seb and I first started dating, I was like, hey, do you want to come with me? Before I really knew that Seb did not exercise at all. And somehow, I guess he was like, yeah, I'll go. Early dating man. Yeah. Willing to do yeah. anything. And now this seems so bonkers that he actually agreed to go with me. Agreed. Yeah. And he came out of there and was like about to die. And we went to a buffet and he ate like four plates of food. I was starving. <laughs> well, because yeah. I'm sure you gave it your all. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed I, I, I stayed in the orange zone pretty pretty much the whole time it felt yeah. like. 55 splat points. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had run since like college. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know how much my my uh cardio and or endurance was built up by the time I went to the Orange Theory. <laughs> that that one and only time. It was a fun day though. Sure. Do you remember how you felt like the next day? Like were you Dead. crazy sore? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like the early days of Orange Theory. Actually, no, probably the whole time. It was like if I, I I knew it was a really hard upper body workout if I had trouble shampooing my hair in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'll pass, thanks. I'll just go move around some some logs I cut down. <laughs> yeah. You work out, it's just in a different way. It's yeah. very functional. Yeah. That's what I consider it in my brain. Functional strength versus like gym strength. Yeah. That's probably true. But I would also tie the these kind of this kind of habit building back to my own form of self self care. I think in y'all's episode where you talk about self care, had sort of the realization like, oh, I don't really have self self care outside of defaulting to like you know mind numbing things like you know watching TV what have you. Not that those are bad things, but like that was what it always was. But mm-hmm. it's really ended up becoming a an act of self care um, and something like wanting to go to and great for you know dress management, clearing your head, you know, especially if work. Work isn't going great or something. You can just go take it out on some things made of steel. <laughs> um, but I'd say that's that's probably the biggest. It, it it has filtered into a lot of different areas of my life, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Do you go every day? Not every day. Probably I, just about five or six days a week. Four four to six days a week between. Well, that's what we're trying to sort out is all these different like memberships and health because <laughs> it can get expensive quick um orange theory being one of them we're probably going to dial that back to once a week but between the gym running orange theory and yoga probably on average probably five days a week claps to that um all right well we're going to talk a little bit about relationships so i think maybe not the last episode maybe the one before i don't know recently we talked about these cards that we had ordered um, called Love Lingual. And we talked about five different categories and all that stuff. And so I drew four cards for us. I haven't read the questions. So it's going to be a surprise surprise for everybody. (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's individual, family, couple, and then past and future. Which one should we do first? Sam, do you want to vote? Individual. This question says, how do you cope with sadness? Okay. Well, my answer is cry. (laughs) (laughs) That feels pretty straightforward. Yeah. (laughs) Wallow. 
I think that's that's what I I mean. The only thing that I have ever really been sad about was when Grandpa died. Yeah, I was about to say I don't feel like sadness is an emotion that you experience very often. Yeah, and when I when when I did actually experience sadness, it was like hours of just wallowing in sadness okay by hours he means like we stayed in bed and watched tv for half a day maybe a day at most it wasn't that bad (laughs) yeah so and then and then we were okay or i was okay okay i would say i'm a wallower too i think i feel like it's like i need to zone out i need to like watch something stupid like love is blind (laughs) (laughs) Have you been sad lately? No, I don't have to be sad to watch We've been watching a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me just go. I don't have to be sad to watch reality television, but I feel like if I am sad, or sometimes I'll want to watch something sad. Yeah. Just to really dive even deeper into those feelings. Lean right into it. Yeah. And then also, like, really try not to cry, and then inevitably end up crying when I finally allow myself to cry. All right, what about you? Yeah, I think uh, crying and wallowing and just kind of a, a general shutting down would be historically how it expresses itself. I think nowadays, um, maybe like going to the gym or going for a run or something would be kind of an outlet to help how I might process it. But uh, music, sad music in, oh, the, yeah. in the line of you know whatever type playlist. of media. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's how I've done it in the past. You know, you have some of those songs that just rip your heart out. Do you have one off the top of your head? No, I'm not sad. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite sad songs is Keep Breathing by Sarah Bareilles. Or is it Ingrid Michaelson? I can't remember. One of those two. Okay. That's a good one. I feel like I can hear it a little bit. It's a good wallow song. Yeah. Some Rascal Flats is probably where I would go. <laughs> Could just rewatch the end of Coco over and over again. It makes me cry every time. Seth loves Coco. Every time. Are you a crier? No. No. Okay. Just a Coco. <laughs> just a, yeah. He's a Coco crier. Okay. Tell me one thing I did this past week that impressed you. Seb, like, pretty much demoed our entire third floor area this week, so that was very impressive. Which part did you demo? Wait, is third floor, that's, like, the... attic office, office space. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, the third floor loft uh, section, attic conversion. We inherited uh, some issues up there. The insulation wasn't very well um, insulating anymore. It was just old. It was wood paneling instead of drywall or anything that was, uh, you know, anything substantial. So it was pretty drafty. I mean, it was not really doing us any favors when it came to temperature control. Also, it was just kind of gross up there. So Yeah. So basically, I pulled down most, I'd say half-ish, of the wood paneling that was up there, replaced more or less quite a bit of the insulation at this point, put in some can lights instead of... There was just one light, one single light up there that was barely providing any any visual <laughs> or illumination to any any of the corners so upgraded to six different can lights um rather than the one and now i'm trying well we're, we're still talking about what to actually put back on the walls if it's going to be drywall or something else but yeah. that's where we're at right now with that project after yeah it's been it's been about a week week and a half so yeah that's seb making everybody else feel terrible about their productivity yeah, but I've also done, I don't know, 
It's been it's been an after work. He uh, has worked chore. almost every night on this, so. Um, is there carpet up there? There is. Yes, and it's coming out. That's what, yeah. What are you gonna ASAP. We actually had a bunch of um, leftover leftover wood from where we put the floors in in our second floor, so that should yeah. cover it. Which yeah, it's gonna be great. Some engineered hardwoods. So yeah, that's the that's the plan. Put that back down onto the floor once I get most of the wood paneling and the insulation replaced out. That's it. Just when you do those. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Little room renovation. <laughs> My big proud moment for Bracy is when proud. <laughs> <laughs> is when she uh ventured out into the into the wild world and uh Got all of our needed groceries from Trader Joe's. That's usually a big trip that we take in order to stock up on all of our freezer goods and things that we need. All the pot stickers that we could possibly eat for at least oh, at least a week. Oh wow! Y'all are definitely like Trader Joe's pot stickers folks. People, we are. I usually are. buy six to eight bags, and I, but trip. I only go to Trader Joe's like once a month or once every month and a half. But also, probably the reason he was so happy that I finally made the Trader Joe's run is that I brought him the orange chicken he likes. So. Yeah. Oh, their their orange chicken like tofu bag. I think they're always like stacked beside each other, so I'm sure it's like the same sauce. Remember? Yeah, it's so good. It is. It is good. All right, Anna, your turn. I think the one I'm gonna say is I mentally have not been in a great place this week with work and it just got even worse on Thursday night uh, when I checked my email and had like an email from a parent and I was like, Oh, did I make a mistake or did something just get miscommunicated? Like, I don't know. And I don't have any way to like fix it right at this moment. And so I just was like in a tailspin of, just shame and stress and all the things. And Taylor has also had like a really stressful time at work the last few weeks. And so I feel like having like being able to meet your partner's needs when you're also like not in a great headspace either um, is really hard. And he did it and made it seem easy. I don't know if it was or not, but um, he was able to give me exactly what I needed in that time, which was great. That's so nice. Thanks. <laughs> Mine kind of, uh, is in the same realm of that. Um, I had recently expressed to you that, Hey, if you ever needed like time <laughs> alone, <laughs> you can tell me inspired from, uh, Roy and Ted Lasso, of course. Wow. Um, as everything should be, as everything should be. And she did uh, one night this week, which I, for her to like communicate that outwardly or like express that verbally, um, I think is a big win. And That's awesome. Me. Oh. Boundaries. I was like, oh, wow, this happened way earlier than I thought it would. But. <laughs> if you right, put it I'll... out there and made it available. She's expressing yeah. her needs. We love to yeah. see it. So I said, all right, I'll be. Back in an hour or so. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's just, I mean, I know that you have a hard time asking for what you need, but in an apartment as small as y'all's, 
There is no way that I wouldn't have broken and been like, I need you to leave for like <laughs> minimum an hour. I feel like if either of us is like really needing alone time, it's either one of us goes and takes a bath. Oh, yeah. Or like goes in the bedroom and like lays down. Yeah. I would probably drive around or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we do family or past and future? Family. Uh, what's the biggest difference between you and your family? I think the biggest difference between me and my family is probably like my, I don't know, out there like beliefs and my willingness to like be open to different things. I don't think they're not like that. I just feel like I'm like more, it's more pronounced in me. Mm-hmm. You're more involved or more. I invested. would say to, I don't, like, I think that's something that my brother specifically is. He, like, we're very different. I l- love him to pieces, but we're just like, if I say one thing, he's going to say the exact opposite in a lot of scenarios. So, like, the stuff that I'm interested in is not something that he's really interested in, in at all. Mm-mm. What about you? Uh, so, I differ from my family. I think with a little bit of a combo of things because my, my mom and I are similar, my dad and I are similar. My li- my sister's a little bit of a an outlier because <laughs> she I think is the most uh, unique of all of us. But I differ from my mom in specific ways, mostly on the physical side of like being able to get up and go do things. My mom, as a teacher, she's with kids all day, and I think that drains her. Um, I am not with kids all day, <laughs> therefore I think I have just more physical energy. And uh, then on my dad's side. Uh, I think it's mostly just like, uh, being able to stick with school. He has some pretty severe, like adult ADHD and I don't think I personally do. Uh, so I think that gives me availability and options when it comes to focus and attention and being able to really like nail things down and get things done when I want to like really focus on something. So that's some differences there. And then my sister and I, the differences there are pretty much the same as Bracey and her brother. I can go right and my sister will go left. And if I think something is fashionable, she'll be like, nope, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if there's enough time for me to really talk about the differences between my sister and I. That's interesting, though, because I feel like you took a different, like you answered the question differently than me. Because I was thinking of like, us as a unit, like how do how am I an outlier? And you named differences for every person. Well, I mean, my family's not much of a unit. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> so, I also have a small family, so it's probably easier that way. I mean, it's just my sister and I, and well, it's just my mom and dad. Same for me, but you don't have very much extended family. I, I don't. At all. I don't. This one's kind of hard because I feel like I feel like we're all not fantastic communicators. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a way that we're similar. I I feel like my two sisters are bigger risk takers than I am. Sarah is like very outgoing and she does a lot of stuff and she just never seems afraid of anything. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It probably is. I'm sure she has fears like everybody else, but she just never, she's very confident. She like moves through life that way. And then Martha is also a risk taker. She's just a risk taker. And I feel like in like a quieter, in a more quiet way than Sarah is like, you might not expect it from her as much just 
because her of her personality. But she really is. She's like really brave also. And I think I've like chased that a little bit. Like I've been more pushed to take risks because I've seen them do it, but I'm like terrified the entire time. But probably the biggest difference is that we all look different. We all have different hair colors, different skin tones. Yeah. I feel like that's true actually of our siblings too. Like neither of us look like our siblings. Yeah. I think I'm having difficulty because I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing a lot of similarities between myself and my dad and my brother. (laughs) So Um, maybe you're not actually that different. I mean, we're all three, I think, starkly different than my mom. Mm. Um, But in that way, we all, yeah, we all act, probably have similar dynamics with her as a result. What do you, I, I would be curious if, I feel like you would have insight or an opinion on this. I agree with that. I think you are definitely similar to your dad. <laughs> I know this because the things that annoy you about your dad, you also do. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. Oh, that's funny. The circle of life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last question is past and future. And I like this one. Where do you see us in five years' time, in ten years' time? Okay. You want to go first? Yeah. So in five years' time, I see us still in this house that we're in right now. Probably one kid at that point, five years from now. Just for uh, the listeners, um, Bracey made a face when said said still in this house. Five yeah. Years from I now. think we're still going to be in this house. There's I was a, just thinking about it. I think that's probably true. There's, there's okay. I think, going to be a point in time when, when we outgrow this house, but I don't think that'll be in the next five years. Probably not. But I think in the 10-year time frame, I doubt we'll be in this house still. I think we'll have sold this house and moved somewhere um, either larger or to a, I don't know, different school district maybe, depending on how how the schools are. Because um, I think about, style. yeah, that would be the ideal. <laughs> so, yeah, I think five years from now, not much is going to be too different based on what we have right now. But 10 years from now, I think this will be quite a bit different than what we've got. How much of your lives do you think, or like what percentage of your time do you think you will be spending on like farm stuff? In five years? How much you're spending now. I mean, ideally it would be full time. That's my, that's my end goal. I feel sure it'll be full time. And maybe even he'll have like another project on top of the farm by that point. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if that was the case. Yeah. Because I'm hoping to put plenty of automation on the farm side of things so I don't have to do too much at any given point. And once it's once, you know, once I get things set up, it's pretty much more or less running itself aside from probably like the final end steps of like doing packaging and shipping and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, full time five years from now would be wonderful. That's my that's definitely my goal and dream when it comes to the employment work side of things. Yeah, I feel like you're probably pretty spot on. I will say that I don't love questions like this because I feel like it sets you up to have expectations that may or may not be healthy to stick with. Like, I don't love the idea of like setting a five-year goal and then like working so hard at it and getting to the five-year goal and that not being what you actually want to do or like are happy in that situation. But sure. For the record, Bracey does not like this question, 
but, but <laughs> I think he's right. I think we'll probably still be in this house. I would hope that by that point we've done a more major renovation mm-hmm. on the ground floor. Agreed. And painting the outside. Painting the outside. <laughs> There's plenty to do around here. There's no shortage of projects. I can't projects. wait for the outside paint job. Yeah, we also need it's really need a new driveway. So yeah, yeah, and then yeah, a couple, a kid or maybe two. Yeah, we'll see how the timing works out. So and then ten years. God, I can't even conceptualize 10 years from now. Like, 10 years previous to right now, I was in college. I was a junior in college. Like, that sounds like so long ago to me. Yeah, I know. And that version of me would not have been able to conceive of where I am now. Yeah. Um, And in 10 years, we'll be 40. Which is... Seb's always worried about (laughs) his age. That That seems absurd. Just in and of itself. It does. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely probably won't be in our house, in this house. Mm -hmm. I would assume we're still in Raleigh, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the only thing I can think about right now. Based on where the land is for the farm, Mm -hmm. I would also assume Raleigh. That's true, but you also, like, might buy a mountain and turn into a vineyard in Virginia, so, like... Maybe. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) We're leaving (laughs) That could be the second project. (laughs) We'll, uh, we'll come back in 10 years and we'll uh, give everybody an update. <laughs> Even if we quit this podcast, we should come back for a 10-year reunion. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, what about y'all? I'm in the same vein as, as Bracey on my initial reaction to questions like these. is firming up something that may or may not. I mean, I think having long-term goals and ideals is good and a good North Star. Um but it's hard to say. I don't know. I want you to go first. Because <laughs> I feel like you have stronger opinions on this. I honestly don't know. I feel like when we... We definitely enjoy talking about the future. And like what we might do next year. The year after that. Or something like that. But I don't know. I don't think either of us know like where we want to live for like the long haul. I don't... We don't know if we want kids. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know. I think in five years, I could see us having decided whether we want kids or not, whether we have any kids at that point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we've decided like where we want to live for at least like a chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not forever, but. I think the former would inform the latter. Yeah, that's probably certainly. true. Yeah. And then, yeah, in 10 years. Holy cow. I don't know. <laughs> I might be an esthetician. I, I might be so. a full-time therapist. Or both. Or both. Yeah, I don't know. I think that this is an interesting question framed now versus, like, if you had asked somebody this question three years ago before the pandemic, because mm-hmm. I feel like COVID really told us. Nope. Or, like, showed us <laughs> that you really can't have a five-year plan nope. because no. shit happened. You're lucky if you can have a one-year plan. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's just so many outside... Forces. Yeah. That have an idea, but don't don't get too attached to it. Right. Manage your (laughs) expectations appropriately. Absolutely. Along the lines of what COVID kind of brought with it, and I think this will influence who we are five or ten years from now, I think we'll be 
well-traveled. I think we've definitely gotten the bug to like travel, explore, gain new experiences, um, experience new cultures. Um, and now that you can work remotely, it just makes it a lot easier. I know. I love that. Jamaica it is. You would not thrive in Jamaica. <laughs> So we would be, we would have skin cancer in five years if we moved to Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I would see us in five years in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's been 70 degrees the past two days, and I've been laying on our deck like a lizard, like just trying to soak up every minute of it. <laughs> Is this where the rumor gets started that you are a lizard person? I honestly <laughs> wouldn't be that surprised. That's how much I love being in the sun. Just, I just want to lay there. That's it. Cold blooded. Any other thoughts about that question? I think in um, one one of our playful little dream scenarios that we've had is you know your your esthetician route. I want to get certified in some realm of whether it's like personal training or maybe even yoga, um, and or so. Both. Or both. No, genuinely have talked about that. Um, but we, we dreamt up a scenario where we had a little in-home clinic for oh, yeah. esthetician and personal training or that yoga or whatever. That sounds great. I think for... you guys should move back to Raleigh. I'll have an esthetician <laughs> and a personal trainer. It's going to be great. I know. Should we have answered this question for each other? Like, where do I see Bracey and Seb? <laughs> that could have been a fun tw- twist. Maybe, oh. maybe on part three. Also massage therapy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're both Reiki certified, so if you need a little something, something. That's right. You have a little package for people if they want to get esthetized. Is that the word? (laughs) 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 Massage therapy, a workout, and some Reiki healing. It's like a self-care haven. Yeah, pretty much. It's a weekend. Call it that. <laughs> it's a weekend. Yeah, that's like a spa. A little retreat. Verbal trademark. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do two more questions. These are both good ones, I think. So I'm excited. Okay. Would you give your child more or less freedom than you had growing up? More, I think. Oh, I mean, we're both firstborns. So I think the Ooh. fact that we had less freedom inherently probably tends to lean us towards giving our children more freedom because of the way we were raised. Do you think you'll give your firstborn more? I think we should. I would like to endure yeah. too. Like, like we I'm would, gonna, we would I'm actively try to. Try. Yeah. I'm going to give it some what effort. Is, what does that mean to y'all? I mostly think that it is like consciously recognizing that even though as a mother, I might be worried that like I'm training somebody to be an adult and like over managing their decisions especially like later in high school mm-hmm. isn't helping them learn to make decisions on their own. Sure. Yeah. And I think we could do practices that would have helped to establish that early on early in life, basically to, instead of just always dictating what we're doing, when to provide either options or choice to say a seven or eight year old or a four or five year old, just, mm-hmm. just to see what they do, what or they, what reasons. they come up with. It's like, here is a decision that we've made as your parents. And here is why. Like, yeah, I don't think discussion. I, I don't think that either of us mm-hmm. are necessarily given like reasons behind choices. And I think that that communication can be helpful. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Um, I mean, for me personally, and this is like obnoxious, but as the youngest child, 
I feel like I had a lot of freedom. <laughs> so I think I would probably say less or, or maybe about the same. Like I, I, like I had a curfew and that type of thing, but I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like intense or anything. Or if I was like late, it was like, yeah, we've heard every excuse ever. Like just try to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think, and I think that is in part like why I have like a more like relaxed personality is because I didn't have like a lot of, not structure, that's not the right word, but I feel like I had freedom. Like I feel like I had choices to do what I wanted to do for the most part. So I'd probably give my kid less because I'd be, because I'm going to be so worried about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know so much more about the world. And I think like working with kids, like the fact that social media is like such a thing now and it wasn't when we were growing up. Like, I feel like I could be really have a lot of anxiety about that. So yeah, I might, that's probably something that if we decide to have kids, I'll have to do some work now. Taylor? More. I wasn't like locked down or anything per se. Some of it was self-inflicted where my mom would be like, you have to finish your chores before you go do stuff. And I would not (laughs) do that and then (laughs) complain about it because I was a teenager. Um, So it wasn't like they were actually being harsh. They were just, you know, holding me to something. Um, But I think as, as what you were describing, Bracey, of allowing for them to make decisions and navigate situations on their own, uh, especially in high school, I had a lot of that taken care of for me, I didn't even think about it or was even not even meta that it was happening, you know? So come college time and you have all these logistical situations that you have to navigate and, you know, uh, interactions with authority and things like that, or just like asking for help and things like that was not well suited. Um, I was not well suited for that at the same time, you know, maybe less freedom in some areas. I grew up with a lot of, you know, privileges in some areas. Um, not necessarily that I would restrict those, but just being mindful that saying I would give them more freedom doesn't apply to Certainly all areas. Is. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, last question. What has stayed the same in y'all's relationship since the beginning? Good question. I feel like a lot has changed, but also I feel fundamentally like we're the same couple. I don't know. Something that's remained the same. Because when you dove into human design, we both adopted that pretty quickly together. But I mean, that's change. What do you think has remained the same? I mean, I feel like the foundation of a relationship is the same. Like, we are really great friends, and we fight fair, and (laughs) we like doing projects together. Mm -hmm. That that is true. We basically started out with that. uh, Because the first project that we tried to tackle together was making bedside tables i remember making them in my Mm -hmm. my townhouse and that has definitely remained the same yeah we still tackle projects together misses complement each other yeah so yeah i I would say like the foundation there's a lot of like surface level stuff that i think has changed we've done this before or we've done this card before um trying to remember what we said there because i felt like that was good and a good reflection i think how we connect with our humor i think that's always been a strong basis for us is just 
how we go back and forth on that. I don't think that's wavered too much, which I appreciate. I would say too, how much we just like enjoy talking to each other. Yeah. That's what I was going to say next was just like how we converse, especially in like long car rides are kind of our, we really crush it. We crush it there. (laughs) Um, um, but yeah, those are kind of my, my two biggest ones that I feel like really help hold up the foundational aspects. Um, I think similar as to what you said, Bracey is like the core of the foundation of like why this relationship, you know, clicked has stayed consistent, but there have been some, some, some things that have changed a little bit, but not, you know, the basis of who we are as a, as a couple and as a partnership. We're definitely better at communicating now than we were. Yeah. that That's a work in progress. And I foresee that being a work in progress for, Probably forever. Probably ne- next five years for sure. <laughs> ten years. <laughs> Maybe for next sure. ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all growing action. together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Boys, thank you so much for coming on again. We really do appreciate your time, and obviously we love talking to you. We're always glad you're here. Any last words? Thank you, as always, for uh, having us on. We appreciate it. We'll have you back on in a year's time. Once a year. You like this? Uh, well, yeah, a little check-in. What's your, uh, do you have a challenge for us over this next year? Ooh. I would like Seb to grow his hair out um, past his chin. Hmm. I will try. I think that's possible. Do you think it would do it? I don't know if you it would, would go past so my chin. in a little man bun. That's what I would like to see. I just want to see it. When I was growing my hair out, it took about seven or eight months to get to where it was when I had a haircut. Right. I don't think it would get, I don't think like up here would get down to my chin, the top of my head getting down to my chin. I don't think that would be possible. What direction do you think your hair would go? It would, well, with a, what, with what I've got right now, I would swoop over and kind of like oh. either over or back. Okay. Well, Bracey, do you have a challenge for Taylor? I would like Taylor to learn more about his manifestor aura and human design. Because it's a special type of energy, and I feel like he could lean into it. All he had to say was that it's a special type of energy. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm an INFJ, and just those types of things. Just you know, he loves to wait. I, that's something you and Sam have in common. Yes, you just love to be rare. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to email us to get to the boys in any type of way. We're happy to pass messages along. You can email us at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at lightheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.